It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you. December 28th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Patrick with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in this last week of 2022 we hope you are ready for a much calmer day oh, please than what we had <laughs> yesterday good morning patrick good morning and merry christmas merry christmas it's still christmas the party continues <laughs> i love that about us whenever in fact i was going home yesterday turned to my christmas station that hallmark on my series xm plays the classic christmas all gone no oh, more no. Christmas music. So I had to listen to Mater Day Radio because we're playing Christmas music now. It's a season. It's not just a day. And we're still celebrating. But, of course, today the Feast of the Holy Innocents as well. And uh, some tragic news coming out of the Vatican today. Some really um, upsetting news that we'll, we'll touch upon with uh, Pope Emeritus Benedict Sixteenth. And uh, as you said, uh, we're kind of recovering from the storm, but still a lot of headaches around town. So you said yesterday you had a lot of trouble getting home. Took you nearly an hour. It did, and I live about 10 minutes away on a normal day. It's, you know, 10, 15-minute trip, but all of the intersections were out. The lights were out, and uh, remember, if you pull up to an intersection and the <laughs> lights are out, it is a four-way stop. Treat it as a four-way stop. That means one at a time, okay? Okay. Nobody knew what to do, oh, and uh, I, I went through probably about half a dozen of those, and it just was a nightmare, just nothing but taillights, and uh, people not knowing really how mm-hmm. to deal with a four-way stop. Yield to the guy on the right. That's it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Well, D- Patrick, we had a little experience, a little bit of on and off here, but for the most part, I mean, really, our signal never went down. It blinked a couple of times, but then we came right back up. Years ago, I went to a conference, and the priest that re- was running the conference, he told us, he said, the angels of virtue in bad weather or in turbulence on an airplane pray to the angels of virtue so we did that yesterday was kind of always on our mind where other stations here in portland i tune into news stations were out Mater Day Radio were being protected by the angels of virtue because we did not lose our signal. Brenda, it was miraculous because we were like on a little island up here on Sylvan Hill. There was power out all around us. Every direction I went uh, yesterday around us, the electricity was out, but not here. Even just right across the street, it was out, Right, but not right here. So, yeah. They did. I think at one point yesterday, nearly 100,000 people in the Portland metro area out of uh, power. Businesses, uh, apartment buildings, homes, all out of power. So uh, the cleanup continues today. The weather looks like it's going to cooperate a little bit into the afternoon. We might be getting a break. So you want to go out there, clean drains if if debris kind of fallen in there, and uh, pick up some branches. So, but Patrick, you did uh, touch on this, and we want to definitely spend some time in our news break talking about it. Prayers this morning for Pope Benedict. They have said that his health has taken a turn uh, downward. That it's a, a serious condition uh, situation right now. He is stable, but. Pope Francis has asked us to pray for him. So 
we're going to talk about that. Uh, it, it's changing minute to minute yeah. with updates, and we're trying to stay on top of that news. And uh, we certainly kind of knew this was coming, and, and it looks like uh, maybe the time has arrived. Okay. And he's going home. He's going home, yes. And I'm sure uh, his mama Mary, who he loves so dearly, <laughs> is waiting to welcome him home. And we'll just kind of remember in our prayers today, uh, when you're praying your rosary, and especially with the Divine Mercy Chaplet, to keep Pope Benedict in your prayers. We we know that he's stable, but we also know that that uh, the, the condition is very serious. So we're going to talk more about that. Uh, on today's show. But Patrick, as you said, it's the Christmas season. So uh, for Pope Benedict and for all of us, let's keep this party going, shall we? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We got a great show ahead for you on this Wednesday morning. Here's Colin Ray with my favorite Christmas carol, Oh Holy Night. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The stars are brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world in sin and never pining Till He appeared and the soul
Christ was born. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio, where Christmas is a season. It's not just today. That's Colin Ray and Oh Holy Night. Pat Ryan here with Brenda Aiken. Glad to have you along for the ride on this Wednesday morning. And we have a big feast day coming up to start the year. It is the Holy Name of Jesus. We'll find out more about that with Dina Marie and Father Dan. And we'll check that weather a lot calmer today right after this. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Matrade Radio gives you an insider's view of the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, literally. For the first time ever, go inside a giant walkthrough Christmas tree during the largest choral festival in the world. Catch rousing performances from the Pacific Northwest's finest choirs inside the Chapel of Mary with its cathedral-like acoustics. There's also continuous entertainment in the Grotto's Plaza with outdoor carolers, puppet shows, holiday shopping in the Grotto gift shop, and a dazzling display of more than 2 million lights. Stay on top of all the Christmas Festival of Lights activities with the Morning Blend on Matraday Radio. Every day, Brenda and David will keep you updated on the latest event developments, including behind-the-scenes interviews and the nightly choir schedule. 
Don't miss the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights, now through December 30th, and keep up with all the fun on Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A little bit calmer this morning, but still wet. 80% chance of showers, mainly this morning with the high going up to 46 this afternoon. Showers again tonight, and that chance at about 80% again. Low should only cool off to about 41, and we should see maybe between a quarter of an inch and a tenth of an inch of rain between now and the end of the day today. So a little bit more on top of what we got yesterday. And uh, a little bit uh, waterlogged. Yeah. At least the wind has died down. That's the best part for sure is the wind has died down. Whatever rainfall shortage we had in December, (laughs) yeah, we made up for it for sure. We're all good there. It is 43 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. And downtown Portland at St. Michael Catholic Church, it's 39 degrees. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd with a Franciscan moment on Mater Day Radio. Well, how important is your name? We learn from the Gospels that Jesus calls his apostles by name. Our name identifies us. It provides our identity and even reveals our family history. But what power can we discover in the name of Jesus? We read in the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bend in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth. And God has revealed to us how important his name is, that one of the Ten Commandments is you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Well, with me today to discuss the holy name of Jesus through the lens of the Franciscan spirituality is Father Fr- Father Dan Petit, our Franciscan friar. Uh, good morning, Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. It's great to have you with us today, Father. Well, thank you. It's good to be with you. And uh, it's a great way to bring in the new year to reflect on the holy name of Jesus. Wow. You know, as we were talking before we recorded this about discussing this feast day, the holy name of Jesus, I just started looking to see through the centuries, just the devotion and really the power, obviously, of the name of Jesus. But it goes back to even sacred scripture when we hear the apostles proclaiming Mm -hmm. the name of Christ and We have miraculous healings. We have the gift of grace. Um, Maybe start with just how we get associated with this name of Jesus and the power of the name in our own sacred scriptures. Yeah. And uh, well, you know, it's 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 fascinating. The power of the name is illustrated time and time again in scripture, like you mentioned, Dina Marie. And there's that one story in the Acts of the Apostles where that fellow there's a fellow trying to cast out demons. And the demons turn on him and say, I know who Jesus is. I know who Paul is and I know who Peter is, but I don't know who you are. And they start beating him up. You know, it's like <laughs> he wasn't doing it in the name of Christ or the uh, the great apostles. And uh, there is power in the name. The name is a protection. It's a protection. And it's also um, nourishing because it's evocative of the person. When you name the person, it's... Um, Like if I call a person's name, they'll generally turn to me with attention. And because I've called their name, well, that's what we're doing when we're calling on the name of Jesus. He's he's actually attending to us. He's turning to us. So it it has evocative power as well of the presence of Christ, which is always uh, can can be so consoling. Mm -hmm. 
when we look at that name of Jesus and we think about our prayer life, uh, let's look at the lives of the Franciscan saints. And I know there's a couple particular that are connected with this devotion, really this reverence of the holy name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. The one in particular that put the January 3rd feast day on the map for the Franciscans was St. Bernardine of Siena. Uh, he was born in September of 1380, so late 14th century, and lived to about 1444. And at about the age of 22, he decided to join the Capuchins, who at that time were just forming as a reform of the First Order Franciscans. And uh, they were very devout, and the movement started in the Hermitages. And... Um, in the history of the Franciscans, provincials in the Franciscan First Order have tended to get nervous whenever the friars go for their hermitages because they can't predict what's going to come out. And in this case, Bernardine of Siena came out from his contemplation on fire with the Holy Spirit and just began preaching to throngs of people, sometimes even as many as 30 thousand people gathered and this is before microphones to hear him preach you know and of course one of the things he uh developed at that time was this real strong devotion to the name of jesus and he's the one that eventually put it on the map so the church declared it to be a feast for the friars it's beautiful. And you talk about the preaching of the Franciscans and particularly St. Bernardine. Give us a sense, you know, it's hard for us to imagine going back to the 1300s, the 1400s, the time of St. Francis, but preaching and this um, sharing of the gospel was part of the culture in a way that we don't really have it. We have television, we have the internet, we have apps and media, but in their day, it was in discourse. It was in this um the public square coming together and having effective preaching like a St. Augustine, you know, was so yes. important to the time. Yeah, it really was. In fact, uh, you know, it's fascinating. You mentioned the public square. If you go to Perugia in Italy, which is right across the way from Assisi, and you look at the side of the cathedral church, there's actually a pulpit they put in for Bernardine of Siena. And it's raised up right there in the side of the basilica so he could stand up there in this pulpit and preach to all these people in the town square. And of course, that was the public square. That's where there was all kinds of things going on. And then all of a sudden, this preacher would show up, Bernadine, and he'd start preaching the word of God. And uh, people would start listening and uh, they'd stop their marketing and the merchants would listen and take it in. And he was able to teach them about how to conduct business in a moral fashion, for example, right there in the town square. It was a, a public meeting place for all kinds of activity, including the preaching of the word of God. Right. What can we learn, Father Dan, about his preaching, specifically about this devotion to the name of Jesus, having this real affection uh, and prayer life that's really focused on the name of Jesus? Well, Bernadine, um, one of the things that was developing at the time of Bernadine was what we call, it's very familiar to us, but it had its origins at the time of Francis, and it's what's 
what we call the merchant or the mercantile economy, which was different than the nobility economy, which you had to be born into wealth to have wealth. In the mercantile economy, especially with cloth merchants, they actually were able to earn their wealth like Francis of Assisi's father did. He became wealthy by earning it. And that's a kind of a new type of market that was beginning to emerge. And by Bernadine of Siena's time, this was getting to be very strong. And so what Bernadine is doing is as this mercantile economy is emerging, he's actually preaching to these merchants right there in their town square where they're conducting business and giving them principles based in the gospel on how to properly conduct themselves in an upright and moral manner in business. And, um, and that's the thing about Bernadine's preaching that was so striking to so many people is he really was able to touch a nerve and, uh, and begin to instruct people. Well, one of the great impacts he had was on the name of Jesus. And some of these merchants had their little um, symbols that they had for their guilds. And Bernadine proposed an alternative symbol that he created. And we're very familiar with it today. It's IHS, which in the Greek is the first three letters of Jesus Christ Savior. And Bernadine created this symbol, IHS, for merchants to take as their symbol for how they would conduct business, as opposed to the symbols of the various guilds, you know, that were, some of them were kind of pagan in origin. And he was beginning to try to get Christ into their their, uh, business practices that way. I think many of us, I can think about vestments that I see some of our priests wearing and they have that IHS symbol. And so we look back, the origins are really with the Franciscan community. Right. They are. Yeah, that that's uh, Bernadine brought that back and he put it with a big sunburst behind the IHS with this big sunburst. But see what I what I think we tend to do today is we say, well, IHS, Jesus Christ, Savior, that belongs in the church. But see, at this time, it was going out into culture in every aspect of it by way of Bernadine of Siena preaching it as the alternative to uh, these other sort of symbols and ways that people were doing business. It was it, it belonged right there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. A great reminder, Father Dan, of bringing Christ into the streets, into our world, and particularly where it's the most dark, uh, that we need to bring the light of Christ, and that's through his most holy name. The Feast of the Holy Name of Jesus celebrated now on the church calendar January 3rd in um, in our beautiful Catholic Church. Father, I've got some more questions I want to ask you about the name of Jesus. Can you hold on the line? And I'm coming up to a break. We can continue our conversation in the next Next half hour. Sure thing. 724 at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we are all about prayer. We want to pray for you. If you've got a prayer intention, you can easily share that with us. Just go online to materdayradio.com, click that prayer button, fill out the request, and we'll be praying for you. We've got a great team of prayer warriors waiting to hear from you at materdayradio.com. 
Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. When Santa Claus wanted a new sleigh for his Christmas deliveries, he was hoping to give his old sleigh to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Unfortunately, we cannot accept reindeer. But if you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you are no longer using, we'd like to hear from you. Donating a vehicle to support great Catholic programs is quick and easy and a likely tax deduction. More information is on the web at materdayradio.com. And if you have any reindeer, you may want to get a hold of Santa. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 726 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And we still have several people in the dark. Electricity out still around the area. We'll give you the latest update. And Pope Emeritus Benedict's his health takes a turn for the worst. I'll have an update on that story for you in three minutes. Here is Dante Schmitz and Alive in Me. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio, bridge between your faith and everyday life. Now I'm hanging on to every 
Matra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Dante Smith's Alive in Me. 7.30. And in your news this hour, the Vatican confirmed earlier today that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has experienced a sudden decline in his health, but is stable and under medical care. Holy See Press Office Director Matteo Brunei told journalists, I can confirm that in the last few hours there has been a worsening due to advancing age. Now, the situation at the moment remains under control, constantly followed by doctors. Brunei added that Pope Francis went to visit the 95-year-old Pope Emeritus where he lives in the Mater Ecclesiae Monastery in the Vatican after his general audience on Wednesday morning. At the end of his weekly public audience, Pope Francis has asked for all of us to pray for Pope Benedict's health. Benedict XVI, who reigned as Pope from 2005 until his resignation in Febu- on February 28, 2013, lives in a former monastery in the gardens of Vatican City. This is just breaking news this morning. We're getting updates constantly, but it does seem like, yeah, that. uh, it's a dire situation. And we certainly keep Pope Benedict uh, in, in our prayers this morning. Storm force winds of 40 to 80 miles an hour sent trees and branches onto electric lines throughout the day yesterday, leaving tens of thousands of customers without power. At one time yesterday, more than 200,000 people were without electricity. And as of 729 this morning, Portland General Electric is reporting 1,800 outages still in affecting more than 38,000 customers. Hundreds of power crews from California, Idaho, and Washington helped to restore power overnight, but PGE says it will take a while to assess the damage and restore full power. Officials advise community members to stay away from all down power lines and utility lines and not to drive over them either. If you see a down line, be sure to notify PGE. Well, that heavy storm also slammed into western Oregon Monday and Tuesday, bringing strong winds and high waves, causing flooding issues up and down the Oregon coast. Pacific Power reported thousands of outages in coastal counties Tuesday morning with the greatest concentration in Astoria. And high water crossed the section of Highway 101 just south of Seaside Monday night, prompting the Oregon Department of Transportation and Oregon State Police to restrict speeds to just a mere five miles an hour, began monitoring the traffic. Now, Oregon State Police announced in a news release Tuesday afternoon that a person had been killed on Highway 26 when a tree fell into the roadway and struck a passing vehicle near Milepost 16. And a rock also reportedly impacted northbound traffic on Highway 101 Monday evening near Cannon Beach. Crash also blocked traffic there as well. Now, the National Weather Service issued a high surf warning for both days, warning of breaker waves uh, expected to reach 20 feet Monday afternoon, 25 to 35 feet Tuesday. Well, the agency tweeted Tuesday afternoon that waves near the mouth of the Columbia River had jumped to 26 feet, and a buoy west of Newport reported a peak wave height of 30 feet just before noons. Uh, That's just incredible. A 30-foot peak. Well, you talk about the perfect storm because this is king tide season, and you combine the storm on top of that. Wow, 36 feet at Newport. Yeah, and not only that, 
Uh, they reported a wind gust on the coast, 75 miles an hour. Wow. So. And it's affecting transportation, too, all across the country. Southwest Airlines scrubbed thousands of flights again on Tuesday in the aftermath of the massive winter storm that wrecked Christmas travel plans across the United States. And the federal government said it would investigate why the company lagged so far behind other carriers. A day after most U.S. airlines had recovered from the storm, Southwest called off about 2,600 more flights on the East Coast by late afternoon. Those flights accounted for more than 80% of the 3,000 trips that got canceled nationwide, according to tracking service FlightAware. And the chaos seems certain to continue. The airline also scrubbed 2,500 flights for Wednesday and nearly 1,400 for Thursday as it tried to restore order in its mangled schedule. And it looks like now at PDX, most of the Southwest flights are canceled. Oh, 19 no. of the 22 flights I, I saw on Fly PDX wow. are canceled right now. Well, the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. is inviting the faithful to take a virtual tour of its Joyful Mysteries chapels in celebration of Christmas. In a message, they announced virtually tour the Joyful Mystery chapels celebrating the jubilance of the Messiah's birth and early life. Now, the five adjacent chapels located in the church sanctuary depict the five joyful mysteries of the rosary, the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity, the Presentation in the Temple, and the Finding in the Temple. And each chapel tells the story of its respective mystery in colorful, glittering mosaics, along with parallel scenes from the Old Testament. Now, these five chapels are part of the Basilica, the largest Roman Catholic Church in the United States, one of the ten largest churches in the world. Now, designated by the U.S. bishops as a national sanctuary of pilgrimage and prayer, it has welcomed visitors, including Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, St. Pope John Paul II, and St. Teresa of Calcutta. Have you ever been? I've been there one time only, and I can remember it in my mind. Uh, what I was amazed at is all of the side chapels. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think people quite understand uh, until you see it, but you, you walk into the main church and it's got that enormous mosaic of Christ on the back of the of the nave, I guess you would call that. All along the sides, every inch of the sides is a separate chapel. It's all inspiring. The way. It's incredible. And then you go downstairs and the crypt church downstairs. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. It's it's almost like you're in a whole different building. Exactly. Because as big as it is up top, it's it's so humble downstairs. That really, if you, if you get a chance, you've got to go. Well, in sports, Dan Lanning's Oregon Ducks face off against the North Carolina Tar Heels for the first time ever at 5 o'clock on Fox this afternoon in the Holiday Bowl at San Diego's Petco Park. On the line for the Ducks is a 10-win season and ending the year on a high note after a disappointing end to the regular season. An Oregon loss would mean losing three of the final four games in back-to-back -back seasons. Oregon is a two-touchdown favorite over the Tar Heels. And again, the game kicks off at 5 o'clock on Fox this afternoon. I am not quite sure why this San Diego girl has not been in that uh, Petco Park. But from what I understand, it is the neatest park to be able to visit. So it's wonderful that they'll be able to have Holiday Bowl downtown.
it looks amazing set up for baseball. You know, they got the old warehouses and the exactly. outfield. It just looks the way they incorporated the old with the new. It's it's really inspiring. I haven't seen too many football games there because, you know, now the Chargers play in L.A. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, this, this ought to be a pretty cool setting for the game. And, again, the Ducks heavy favorites today. But you can't rule out old Mac Brown there at North Carolina. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than two touchdowns. I'll be watching it tonight. Well, Patrick, today, December 28th, it is the 400th, 400 anniversary to the day of St. Francis de Sales' death. And Pope Francis has released an apostolic letter on the great saint and doctor of the church. Now, the French saint was born in the castle of Sales in Savoy, August 21st, 1567, and died in Lyon, on December 28, 1622. Pope Francis says that his greatest insight was of asking himself in every situation in life where the greatest love was to be found. And Pope Francis writes, On this anniversary of the fourth century of his death, I have given much thought to the legacy of St. Francis de Sales for our time. I find that his flexibility and his far-sighted vision have much to say to us, partly by God's gift and partly thanks to his own character, but also by his steady cultivation of lived experience, Francis perceived clearly that the times were changing. On his own, he might never have imagined those changes represented so great an opportunity for the preaching of the gospel. 400 years ago today. So, you know, the introduction to the devout life, St. Francis de Sales book, we read that, we studied that here, and, mm-hmm. and we do a weekly study, and, and that had to be one of the most challenging books we've ever done. That's a, it's a difficult read, but there are little nuggets in there that will just, I mean, really expand your spiritual life. So if you're ready for a challenge, that might be a good one for 2023, uh, the introduction to the devout life by St. Francis de Sales. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, as we also mentioned earlier in the show, today is the Feast of the Holy Innocents, and you can celebrate that at 7 o'clock tonight at a memorial mass for unbaptized children at Holy Rosary Church here in Portland. All are invited to attend a memorial mass for the unborn and children who have died without being baptized. It will also be offered for the healing of all who have experienced the loss of a child. Those attending are invited to bring a flower for each child being remembered. And you can find more details on these and other events. Just head over to our community calendar. You're going to find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com or the free Hail Mary media app. What does the most holy name of Jesus mean? We'll find out more with Father Dan. Dina Marie continues her interview after we check the weather next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Monterey Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 7.43 here at Modern Day Radio. Well, after that wild, rainy, windy day yesterday, you can't expect a much calmer day today. A few lingering showers this morning, but we are drying out a little this afternoon. Going to allow you a little bit of time to clean up streets in your neighborhood. Now, daytime highs staying in the mid-40s today. Then overnight, we're going to cool down to the upper 30s. Tomorrow, more rain. It actually is going to look and feel a whole lot like today with highs in the upper 40s. Rain, though, looks like it's going to continue all the way into the weekend. 41 degrees right now at St. Edwards in Kaiser. And it is 42 degrees at Holy Rosary Catholic Church here in Portland. This is Dina Marie, and I'm continuing my Franciscan moment with Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit. Father Dan joins us on a regular basis to really help us see the life of the church through the lens of St. Francis and the Franciscan community. We're getting to see a sense of really this devotion to the holy name of Jesus. And we have this feast day on the 3rd of January dedicated to the holy name of Jesus, thanks to the Franciscans. And the history goes back Mm. to our Franciscan community. And uh, Father Dan, thanks for coming back on the program. We were talking a little bit off air about St. Pope John Paul II. And over time, and and we found this with other feasts and maybe other particular saints, uh, they come on the calendar. There's a liturgical, maybe revised revision, and then they fall off the calendar. Something like that happened to the Feast of the Holy Name of Jesus. And thanks to John Paul II, we got it back. Yes, right. Well, that is, that's right. This this kind of ebbs and flows, and uh, it has some interest. And, you know, it's interesting, even the Jesuits and the founding of the Jesuits gave an extra push to IHS, because that is also the symbol of the Jesuits, is IHS. That's one of their great symbols that they eventually adopted. And um, But even at the time of uh, Pope John Paul II, when he came into office, it had fallen off again, this devotion to the name of Jesus, for a lot of reasons. I think one of them being that you had mentioned, you know, the media and many different voices, uh, even the voice of Someone like uh, Fulton Sheen on TV was starting to get drowned out. And I think the name of Jesus with uh, also began to get drowned out. And so when John Paul came back in in 78, of course, he had such a devotion to Christ that he saw in various communities things that were necessary to get the church back onto Christ. And 
devotion to the name of Jesus by Bernadine was one of them. And he tried to reinstate this uh, feast day again. Mm -hmm. Father Dan, if we're trying to really increase our devotional life and particularly that devotion to Jesus Christ, that should continue to grow. You know, what are ways kind of taking this example of St. Bernadine of Siena, taking this idea of a devotion to the holy name of Jesus? How do we practice that in our daily lives? Well, you know, it's interesting um, uh, going way back to the early fathers of the church, the desert fathers, they actually in the desert, you know, talk about a place without social media. I mean, it's just bare. And they actually, in that tradition, develop what is known as the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And that would be almost, that would really be like a mantra. And they would repeat that and repeat that and repeat that to the point where the real presence of Christ by the name and the power of invoking the name became real to them in their life as they battled with temptation and the devil out in the desert. And I think that's a practice. I know myself, that's how I've developed some devotion to the name of Jesus is by use of the uh, Jesus prayer from the desert fathers in the church. Mm -hmm. And I think about father Dan, just ways in which that devotion, how does that help my spiritual life, my physical, um, emotional life? And also, like you said, fighting off evil, temptations to sin, really having that devotion to the name of Jesus seems to be able to help us in many different ways to prepare ourselves for heaven. Oh, absolutely. It, it's a welcoming of as I name the name, it's evocative of the person, and the person is happens to be God, the second person of the Trinity. That's the thing that is so beautiful about this particular name, and that makes faith soar because that's what moves faith is, is the activity of God. So when I'm naming the name in my soul, even as I'm driving through traffic, I am becoming present to the person whose name I have evoked and who's becoming present to me. It's almost analogous to being in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, that's the real presence. Well, when I name the name, uh, by analogy, I, I am evoking this, the person uh, of, the, of the son, and he's becoming present to me. And that's that's very, it can be very consoling. It can build up my faith. Uh, it can help me uh, maybe not get so upset in traffic. It can do a lot of things. Right. We're talking with Father Dan Franciscan Friar about the feast day, the holy name of Jesus on our calendar on the 3rd of January. And just recently in the Christmas story, Father Dan, we heard the story of St. Joseph, and he's contemplating what is he going to do? He's found Mary pregnant. He's hearing about by the by the power of the Holy Spirit, she's pregnant. But then an angel comes and tells him about the name. And of course, the father of the child would give the name. And so mm -hmm. now God is instructing him, this is the name you're going to give this child, Jesus. I, I love this connection yeah. with Joseph and the naming of Jesus. 
Yeah, and of course, as it continues there, because, why do you name him Jesus? Because he will save his people. And and uh, Yeshua, of course, means God is salvation. And, and that's what the name of Jesus means, is God is our salvation. And it also harkens back, if you recall, to the assistant to Moses. Moses, you'll recall, didn't lead the people into the promised land. Yahshua did. And see, that's Jesus. Jesus is the one to lead us into the promised land, which in this case isn't an actual physical location in Israel, but the heavens. And we pass over with Yahshua across the River Jordan of baptism into paradise, which is the heavens now. And he's leading us to salvation that way. Right. Father Dan, I was thinking about uh, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bend the heavens on the earth, under the earth, that beautiful scripture, you know, thinking of St. Francis and his love of creation of all the creatures, great and small, you know, how would he really approach um, this name of Jesus and, and what it, the joy and the praise that it should evoke? Well, you know, I, um, I I think back to our conversation at Gretch about Gratio, for example, and how Francis, when he was preaching that night, um, someone observing him said that every time he named the name of Jesus, it was as though his lips had just tasted like a very sweet candy or a or a delectable delight. Uh, as though, as it says in the psalmist, taste and see that the Lord is good. And there is something uh, in to faith that is so nourished by the name. And of course, Francis was very alive to that and had great devotion to the name as well. Mm, I love it. Well, I think it's yeah. just a great way for us to continue to to deepen that devotion. Any suggestions you have for us of you mentioned the Jesus prayer, and I think that's a beautiful right. prayer that we just keep meditating on, especially in hard times, if we're facing something or leaning towards a temptation that that Jesus prayer can really help us. Yeah, that, that it really can. And I think that's one of them that certainly is. Uh, I, I think of the other one, of course, that has just recently come back into our practice, which John Paul brought with him is Jesus, I trust in you. Now, that is another way Faustina, St. Faustina, with the with the mercy Jesus taught her, you know, this simple little prayer. Jesu ufam tobye, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. That's a way to build faith because you're actually making an act of faith when you say that. Mm. I trust you, Jesus. I trust you. I trust you have my hairs counted. I trust you know who I am. I trust you're here with me. I trust you can help me get through this day or this difficulty or whatever it might be. I trust in you, Jesus. I believe you're good, even though there's a, some bad things coming down. Uh, I still trust in God's goodness, even though maybe I encountered this evil. Uh, I still trust that you care about us, even though we're messing things up here. It's like this trust factor becomes so important. And the name of Jesus is an expression of God's fidelity. And I think Christmas is a great time to be reminded of that. I mean, he comes into a, a, a world that is darkened by death in order to defeat it and bring us to life again. And, and he's, he's very 
he's very committed to that is not giving up. I mean, you know, if you want to measure the, of the determination of Christ to save us, just remember everything he went through on Calvary to save us. You know, that's tremendous amount of effort that he put in to getting up Calvary. And we would say, well, why would you do that? That's crazy. Well, because love, that's what love does. Uh, it, it tremendous, uh, to the last drop of blood in his body to save us. That's what he did it for is to save us. Yeah. Just encouraging our listeners to continue to deepen in your devotion to the holy name of Jesus. And January 3rd should not be the only day we honor the name of Jesus, but every day. So please mm -hmm. uh, take that as your New Year's resolution. And with that, Father Dan, uh, would you please help us close this time in prayer and your blessing? Sure. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us the name that is above every other name in the heavens, on the earth, and under the earth. And we pray for a deeper faith and confidence in the name of Jesus, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the blessed mighty God descend upon you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed day and a blessed new year. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Dina Marie. And it is 7.55 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, thank you, Dina Marie. Another great interview with Father Dan. Now, that interview in its entirety will be made into a podcast when the show is over. You can listen to that again or even download it and share it with somebody who you know would appreciate that. You can find all of our locally produced shows made into podcasts. Listen to them anytime. And you're also going to access them on the free Hail Mary media app, along with all of our great Christmas resources. Download it today. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Hi, everyone. This is David from Modern Day Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On the Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform or Mantra Day Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 757 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And they're thawing out in Buffalo and it's revealing some unpleasant things. Details on that ahead. All right. And also stuck in that storm, some South Korean tourists. Will they receive a little bit of a Christmas blessing? Also, I'll have that story for you after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. The Feast of the Holy Innocents is a solemn day 
because today we remember the lives of the innocent children who were killed during the reign of King Herod. We all know the Christmas story, but we often gloss over the more tragic events surrounding the birth of Jesus. It begins with the wickedness of King Herod, who killed anyone who got in his way, including his wife, his brother, and even some of his own children. When Herod heard that the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem, he was greatly disturbed. Who could be king of the Jews but him? So he conspired to kill the child. But an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, telling him to take Mary and the child Jesus to Egypt. He was instructed to remain there until the angel told him it was safe to return. So Joseph took Mary and Jesus and they fled to Egypt in the middle of the night and remained there until the king's death. Meanwhile, Herod, realizing he could not confirm which child was the king of the Jews, went into an anxious rage. He gave orders that in Bethlehem and the surrounding areas, every boy under two years old should be killed, including one of his own sons. Herod's wicked lust for power was so all-consuming that he was willing to destroy the Messiah, whose coming had been foretold and anticipated by his own people for generations. Thankfully, God is wiser than the scheming of man, and we know that Herod was not successful in destroying the Messiah, but he did leave a trail of destruction in his wake. The innocent children, who were killed due to Herod's cold-blooded orders, are remembered today as martyrs. Even though they were only babies, they are considered to be the first martyrs of the church because they died for the sake of Christ. It's hard to imagine the pain and confusion the mothers and fathers must have felt losing their children to the wicked orders of a madman. But this feast day reminds me that no life escapes God's notice. Even the seemingly most insignificant person has value in God's eyes. Made in the image and likeness of God, no human person, no matter how small, is without purpose. If you have experienced loss, especially of a child, I would encourage you to pray to the Holy Innocents. We cannot always understand the pain and suffering we experience here on earth. When life seems unfair and the burden too great, remember this. In the book of James, we read that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. The Catechism says, On the cross, Christ took upon himself the whole weight of evil and took away the sin of the world. By his passion and death on the cross, Christ has given a new meaning to suffering. It can henceforth configure us to him and unite us with his redemptive passion. In the face of evil and suffering, we should remind ourselves that Christ, the perfect lamb, came into this dark and sinful world and suffered to redeem it. Therefore, no matter what suffering we endure, if we endure it for the love of Christ, even though we do not understand its purpose, there is value in it. So although we cannot understand why innocent children would be allowed to perish at the hands of a wicked man, we know that through God's justice and mercy, those children who died for Jesus' sake now reign with him in heaven for all eternity. All you holy innocents, pray for us. That is Awaken the Saint on Mater Day Radio. For more information on the saints and to pray with the saints, just download the Hail Mary Media app at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, Pope Francis on Wednesday asked for prayers for a very ill Benedict XVI. Francis made the appeal for the 95-year-old Pope Emeritus at the end of his weekly public audience. In the Vatican's Paul VI Hall, he said, I ask to all of you a special prayer for the Pope Emeritus Benedict, who in silence is sustaining the church, he said. Remember him. He is very ill, asking the Lord to console him and to to sustain him in this testimony of love for the church until the end. 
On December 1st, Pope Francis praised Benedict XVI for his role as Pope Emeritus and his contributions to the field of theology. Speaking at the 2022 Ratzinger Prize Awards ceremony at the Vatican, Pope Francis said, We all feel his spiritual presence and his accompaniment in prayer for the whole church. After the hour-long audience today, Pope Francis went to the Mater Ecclesiae Monastery to visit with Benedict XVI and let us all unite with him in prayer for the Emeritus Pope, said Matteo Brunei, spokesperson for Pope Benedict. Buffalo is set to emerge from a deep freeze on Wednesday, bringing some relief, but also the tragic possibility of finding more victims amid the melting snow from the area's deadliest storm in decades. Officials said more than 30 people so far have been reported to have died because of the blizzard that raged Friday and Saturday in western New York, an area prone to powerful winter storms. While suburban roads and most major highways in the area reopened yesterday, there was still a driving ban in Buffalo and state and military police were assigned to enforce it. Closer to home this morning at 753, Portland General Electric is reporting 1,753 outages affecting more than 38,000 customers right now. Hundreds of power crews from California, Idaho, and Washington helped to restore power for most of the area last night. The PGE says it will take a while to assess the damage and restore full power. Officials are advising community members to stay away from all down power lines and utility lines and not to drive over them either. Well, through Monday night into Tuesday, the Portland metro area saw near record amounts of rainfall. On a Monday, 2.2 inches of rain were recorded at the Portland International Airport. That's close to the daily record of 2.17 inches. That was set in 1941. And the weather station at Pearson Field in Vancouver reported at least another inch of rainfall fell on Tuesday. The rain caused minor localized flooding. Clark County Public Works had sandbags available for residents for free at their 76th Street location. All that needed to happen is people needed to fill their own bags, though the bags and sand are provided. And supplies will be available at all hours of the day, all days of the week, according to their website. Now, Clark Public Utilities had 30,700 customers reporting power outages throughout Clark County with another 34,000 customers with recently restored uh, electricity, according to their website. Southwest Airlines scrubbed thousands of flights again yesterday in the aftermath of the massive winter storm that wrecked Christmas travel plans across the U.S. And the federal government says it's going to investigate while the company lags so far behind other carriers. A day after most U.S. airlines had recovered from the storm, Southwest called off about 2,600 more flights on the East Coast by late afternoon. Those flights accounted for more than 80% of the 3,000 trips that got canceled nationwide. The chaos seems certain to continue. The airline has scrubbed another 2,500 flights today and nearly 1,400 for tomorrow, including flights flying in and out of PDX. I was seeing a report that talked to uh, one customer who said, yeah, his flight out for the Christmas holiday canceled and has not even been able to reschedule it. So he is just going to cancel the whole trip altogether, not even being able to see it. So at least fortunately, he said, I'm home, right? There are many who got out here, can't get back home now.
Oh. What a challenge. Hey, in sports, the 26th annual Les Swab Invitational Boys Basketball Tournament continued yesterday at Liberty High School in Hillsboro. In action last night, Sierra Canyon of California down Jesuit, 87-61. LeBron James's son, Brony James, drained six three-pointers and scored 22 points in just 17 minutes to pace the hot-shooting trailblazers and upsetting the Crusaders. Tonight, Central Catholic will battle that same Sierra Canyon team in the quarterfinals with the tip set tonight in Hillsborough at 8.30. Well, as I said, the weather disrupted many Christmas plans and some people got to their destination unable to get home. Well, that happened to a group of South Korean tourists who narrowly avoided a ruined vacation with good fortune swapping it for an unforgettable experience waiting out a blizzard, cooking with the New York family. So traveling from Niagara Falls to Washington, D.C., a tour group of 10 South Koreans, they got stuck in that blizzard near Buffalo. Two of the group members went to a local house to ask for a shovel to dislodge their vehicle. Well, it was Christmas Eve when Alex Campana heard their frantic knocking on his door. He said outside, he recounted, was the worst blizzard I've ever experienced. He's a native Buffaloan. <laughs> yeah. And knowing the folly of trying to carry on, he just invited them all inside, put them on couches and air mattresses, pulled out all of the sleeping bags he had. Eager to repay his kindness, the guests, well, they cooked Christmas Eve dinner, several South Korean meals, including stir-fried pork and spicy chicken stew. So as it turns out, the family and his wife, well, they really liked Korean food. So they actually happened to have some of the more extravagant ingredients already on their shelf. So the Times reported that they stayed Friday and Saturday. They swapped stories and even enjoyed some American football matches on Christmas Eve. Then on Christmas Day, drivers came to pick up the tour group and took them back to New York for an impromptu flight. Uh, one of the members said, we have enjoyed this so much. And they said the experience was unforgettable and a unique blessing. Wow. You know, I would love that. I love Korean food. love bulgogi and kimchi. <laughs> I, w- I would be in heaven with Please that. Please stay a little longer. <laughs> but talk about just the, the faith in humanity. I'm not sure that I would let a, a group of strangers just into my house, but... Uh, uh, as Christ would have done, this gentleman definitely did that. And there was group, room at the end, right? There was most definitely room at the end and at the dinner table. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 7 o'clock is the Christmas Continues Fundraising Concert at Christ the King Parish Center in Milwaukee. Join the Christ the King Parish community for this dessert and concert fundraiser to support sacred music at the parish. Musicians will include Christ the King Cantors, Skola Cantorum Children's Choir, and pianist Nikolai Bajanov. You can find more details on these and other events. Just go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is our homily highlights on Tuesday. Father Mark Bentz from St. Alice in Springfield checks in after we take a look at a much calmer weather forecast just ahead. 
Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, and in reparation for sins committed against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Hearts of Mary. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Get 2023 off to a powerful start with Monterey Radio's Hail Mary Media app. Make your resolution to grow closer to Christ in the new year, and we'll give you the tools to achieve that goal, including a huge library of audio, video, and text prayers. You could even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you catch a live broadcast of Monterey Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, there's unique features in our Catholic Lifestyle section, The Bridge, exciting local events on our interactive community calendar, and much more. Resolve to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MonterdayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2023 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app. From Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 812 at Monterey Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Weather-wise, it's wet, but a lot calmer today. 80% chance of showers going through tonight. High this afternoon, reaching up to 46 degrees, but the best part, that wind south-southwest to just 10 miles an hour. Tonight should see a low around 41 and then more rain tomorrow with a high of 48. Chance for new precipitation between a quarter and a half inch possible between now and tomorrow. So uh, more pooling going on. Currently, it is 40 degrees at Sacred Heart Catholic Church up in Battleground, Washington. And 42 at St. Alice in Springfield. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight is from the wonderful Father Mark Benz, pastor at St. Alice Catholic Church in Springfield. 
the vigil mass was that God keeps his promises, even if it takes a long time. From our perspective, it's not long for God. He will keep his promise. He's faithful. Then at the midnight mass, we heard how Jesus, the Prince of Peace, was come to bring peace in the midst of a chaotic world. And now this morning, we get the crown jewel, John's gospel, which reveals the truth of who this baby is. This is not a regular baby, in case you didn't know that. This is not a regular baby. This is God who has become man. It isn't a play. It's not pretend. He didn't just put on a human disguise. If he just put on a human disguise, and he's not really human, then... It's not amazing. It's just simply a trick, right? It's truly that God has taken on a human nature. He is fully God and fully man, which is why the animals stare with open mouths. The angels sing praise and why we must give our lives because nothing like this has ever happened before. Nothing like this ever happened before. The second reading that we heard in Spanish, the book of Hebrews said, to which of the angels did God ever say, you're my son? This is not an angel. This is God who in the beginning we heard, in the beginning who created everything, the word that created all of the universe and you and me, this word has become flesh, has taken on a human nature. And in Jesus Christ, in the human flesh of Jesus, we see the new creation. Remember in the beginning, we've been going through the Bible study, right? Remember what we've been talking about? How we were created beautiful. Everything was created perfect, but we blew it. Sin entered the world through the envy of the devil and through our disobedience. And so creation became corrupted and it needed renewal and restoration and rebuilding. And what happens? The creator doesn't just snap his fingers. He chooses to enter into that broken world, taking on everything that we have except sin and becoming in his flesh the new creation. So everyone who unites themselves to Jesus becomes a new creature. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come, which is why the sacraments of the church are so important. Because we have been living in sin and in death, and we must become new creatures. So in baptism, the old self dies, and we are plunged into the flesh of Jesus. We become one with that redeemed flesh that is God and man. And then, I don't know about you, but I'm not always so good at keeping faithful to what I've received. I sin, and so I need forgiveness. And so that's why we have the sacrament of confession. So we can be forgiven of our sins when we fail. And then, of course, we see that the Lord isn't content to just forgive us. He wants to be our food. Look at where he's laid. He's laid in a manger. What's a manger for? It's a feed trough for animals, isn't it? So he shows us already in Bethlehem that he has come not just to be one with our families, not just to become one with our nature, but to become our food. We who are beasts and lost in sin, he comes and offers himself as he does. On the, he's laid on the wood of the feed trough and offered himself later as food where he lays down on the wood of the cross, the new feed trough, and says, this is my body given for you. Take and eat. This is my blood given for you. Take and drink. And so by eating of the redeemed flesh of Jesus, the risen glorified flesh of Jesus in the Eucharist, we receive divine life and we become divinized. We become one with God. Do you remember the lie of Satan in the beginning? Remember the lie of Satan? He says, you know, God is hiding something from you, right? 
He doesn't want you to eat that fruit. Because if you eat that fruit, you'll become like God. And God doesn't want that. That's the implication. But we see in Jesus, that's a total lie. He's always wanted us to be like him. And now he offers the way. There's no other way. There's no other truth. There's no other life. If you unite yourself to Jesus, if you unite yourself to his flesh, and you stay a part of that body, you become one with God. And something we couldn't have even imagined or hoped for is made possible. You, creature that you are, me, creature that I am, sinful, imperfect, totally limited, we become united to divinity and we become one with God. And so, is it any wonder the angels rejoice? We need to sing about this. We need to praise God for this. And there's no way in one mass we can understand it all. Which is why we need to pray and reflect on it often. One of the powerful ways, obviously other than coming to Sunday Mass, we need to come to Sunday Mass because realize, uh, how many of you have had a baby before? Okay. ¿Cuántos de ustedes tienen bebés? Okay. All right. Um, can you just like set the baby aside and be like, okay, you take care of yourself and I'm going on vacation, right? No. The baby takes all your time, right? It changes your life. But you're happy to have your life changed, right? It's beautiful. It's a sacrifice. It's difficult, but guess what? There's love, there's joy, there's peace. There's so much that comes when we accept the baby into our life. But you can't be a good parent if you're not willing to allow it to change your life. And the same thing is true with God. He shows us that religion is not something that you can just set aside or just do sometimes. No, like the baby, Jesus Christ must be Lord of everything. He must determine the way you live, your free time, the way you eat, the way you dress, the people you hang out with, and of course, how we worship. We can't just pray the way we want. We have to ask the question, does God ask something of us? Does he have a way he likes to be worshipped? And the answer is yes. Jesus Christ told us on the Last Supper. He says, do this in memory of me. Do this. What is this? The Eucharist that he does with his disciples. And so if we don't do this, we are disobedient to the Lord. It's not okay for us to stay away. We must be here every Sunday. You know what happened to the Jewish people? If they didn't observe the Passover, they were cut off from the covenant. This is the new covenant meal. Whereas the old one was a sign and a liberation from slavery to Egypt. The new Passover, the flesh of Christ offered to the Father as the once for all sacrifice liberates us from sin and death. It's the new and greater Passover. And the new and greater Passover meal requires that we eat of it. And if we're not ready, we need to make ourselves ready. We need to go to confession so that we are washed clean. And we can be one with him because, friends, if we're not one with him, we remain in darkness and sin and death. But Christ has come to give you life. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the Christmas message is that God reveals the lies of Satan. They're exactly what they are. Lies. God wants you to be one with him. The only thing keeping you from being one with him is yourself. We have to look at it very clearly. The only thing keeping me from God is my decision to hold on to my sin. I can choose God, or I can choose myself, my own pleasures, my own ideas, my own thoughts. That's the choice in front of us, brothers and sisters. So let us choose Christ. Let us see in him this incredible gift that we could have never earned in a million years. God, the creator, became one with us. Somebody had this example. It's kind of like you try and think about how crazy that is, that God would become one of his creatures. It's like you. If you were walking outside and you saw a bunch of worms on the sidewalk, and you're like, huh, those worms are having a hard time. Maybe I'll help them out. Hmm, maybe I'll become a worm. Eat worm food, learn worm language, 
Maybe I'll even let them kill me. <laughs> Who thinks like that? The difference between you and a worm is far less than the difference between God and us. And yet God chose to become a worm. Chose to become one of you and me to show us the depth of his love. If you think God isn't serious about you, if you think God doesn't love you, look at Jesus and see the love of the Father. As John's Gospel said, the only begotten Son, no one has seen the Father, but the only begotten Son has made him known, has revealed him to the world. So when you look at Jesus, when you look in the Nativity, see the love that God has for you and respond to it. Don't just be like, thanks God, and walk off. No, Christmas needs to be the central focus of your life. The central focus of your life to understand that this event is the only new thing that has ever happened. Everything else is old and has happened before and people aren't learning from history so they repeat the same old mistakes. But this is the one new thing in history. It's why we measure all of history B.C., A.D., before Christ, the year of the Lord. Because this is history, his story. You're living in his story, and as you unite yourself to him, it becomes you become part of the story, the one story. And if you don't live it, you're missing the point of your whole life. The point of all of creation is about him, the king, the Lord, Jesus Christ. He is both the word of God and the son of man. If he's not God, he can't save us. And if he's not really man, then all this is a play, and he didn't really die on the cross, and we better go home, because it's just an illusion and a lie. No, friends, he's truly God and truly man, and because of that, we can rejoice, as long as we stay united to him. One of the ways the church offers to us to remain united in him is, this, is the Holy Rosary. It's a biblical prayer. It's a prayer that is mainly meditation on the scriptures. A lot of people don't understand that. I think it's a bunch of repetitive prayers. The repetitive prayers are a meditative technique to help calm your mind and your heart. Also, they're beautiful prayers. The Hail Mary comes right from the scriptures. It's the words of the angel to Mary and Elizabeth, and then a prayer at the end, asking her to pray for us. But the fact is, is that the real power of the rosary is, is not so much in the vocal prayer, but in the meditation on the mysteries. And so, if you don't have a good imagination, what we're going to do is we're going to pray just the third mystery, the birth of Jesus. And I'm going to teach you how to do this so that you know the power of this prayer when you do it yourself or with your families. Okay? As we pray, if you don't have a good imagination, keep your eyes open and look at the nativity scene. And place yourself there. Look at the characters as we pray. And invite Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit into your heart. Okay? If you have a great imagination, you can close your eyes and place yourself in that scene. But let's pray and pray with me as we do this to ask the Holy Spirit, to convince your heart of the truth of Christmas and your need to respond to it. I need to respond more every day. I'm a priest. I've been trying to follow the Lord, but I know I need more. Do you need more? We don't understand it at all, what God has done for us. And so we need to pray our whole life, every single day, come Holy Spirit, I need to understand. So let's kneel together if you can. Otherwise, you can remain seated with me and we'll pray the mystery of the nativity. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Mark Bent, pastor at St. Alice Church in Springfield. 
Well, if you are heading out this evening, things have cleared up. Maybe it might be a great evening to go to the Grotto. They actually have concerts ready for you to see this evening. Ave Maria Chorus starts the evening at 5 o'clock, followed by the Rose City Timberliners and St. Andrew's Lutheran Church. Remember, you can find all the details, too, on the Festival of Lights, plus many other events going on. Head over to our community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. And if your parish or ministry has a special event coming up, well, let us know. We'll be sure to get it on the calendar right away. We get to talk about it on the morning blend. It is our community calendar, materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 827 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, and the Supreme Court is weighing in on pandemic-era limits to asylum. We'll give you the latest on that. And we'll also have the latest information coming from the Vatican on the health of Pope Benedict XVI. We'll have that for you here after Christmas music from Audrey Assad featuring Chris Tomlin, Winter Snow. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Merry Christmas.
Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's Audrey Assad and winter snow as we celebrate the Christmas season. It's more than just a day here at Matraday Radio, where it's 8.30. And in your news, the Vatican confirmed earlier today that Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI has experienced a sudden decline in his health, but is stable and under medical care. Holy See Press Office Director Matteo Brunei told journalists, I can confirm that in the last few hours, there has been a worsening due to advancing age. The situation at the moment remains under control, constantly followed by doctors. Brunei added that Pope Francis went to visit the 95-year-old Pope Emeritus where he lives in the Mater Ecclesiae Monastery in the Vatican after his general audience on Wednesday morning. Now, at the end of his weekly public audience, Pope Francis asked for prayers for Benedict XVI's health. Benedict, who reigned as Pope from 2005 until his resignation in 2013, lives in the former monastery in the gardens of Vatican City. The Supreme Court is keeping pandemic-era limits on asylum in place for now. Tuesday's ruling preserves a policy that was scheduled to expire under a judge's order on December 21st. The case will be argued in February, and a stay imposed last week by Chief Justice John Roberts will remain in place until the justices make a decision. The limits, often known as Title 42, were put in place at the beginning of the pandemic, and officials have expelled asylum seekers inside the United States 2.5 million times on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. Well, the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. is inviting the faithful to take a virtual tour of its joyful mysteries chapels in celebration of Christmas. Virtually tour the joyful mysteries chapels celebrating the Messiah's birth and early life, the Basilica announced in a tweet on December 25th. Now, the five adjacent chapels located in the church's sanctuary depict the five joyful mysteries of the rosary. Now, each chapel tells the story of its respective mystery in colorful, glittering mosaics, along with a parallel scene from the Old Testament. Now, these five chapels are part of the Basilica, the largest Roman Catholic church in the United States and one of the 10 largest churches in the world. Designated by the U.S. bishops as a national sanctuary of pilgrimage and prayer, it has welcomed visitors including Pope Francis, Pope Benedict XVI, St. John Paul II, and St. Teresa of Calcutta. And Brenda Aiken. I've been there before. <laughs> I prayed, I purchased my candles, and I, I lit them at the different uh, chapels that you can go through. I remember distinctly the Chapel of Our Lady of Guadalupe. 
the whole thing is mosaic. I've got a picture right here on my phone. Do of you it. really? Yeah, that one for me as well. It really stood out. But all of those side chapels, just amazing. And uh, something about that crypt church downstairs as well, yeah. just uh, because you contrast it with what's above, it's it's amazing. And if you haven't been, uh, it's definitely worth the pilgrimage. I'm glad they're calling yes, it that because that's exactly what it is. I believe it was Pope Francis in his visit to the United States. I think he said Mass with all of his bishops gathered in Washington, D.C., and they said Mass down in that crypt church. Oh, It wow. was incredible to see the Pope and then all of his bishops praying the Mass all together. It was beautiful. Well, are your lights on? They're still off for a lot of people. Storm force winds at 40 to 80 miles per hour sent trees and branches onto electric lines throughout the day yesterday, leaving tens of thousands of customers without power. At one time yesterday afternoon, more than 200,000 people were out electricity. And as of this morning at 832, Portland General Electric is reporting 1,735 outages affecting more than 37,000 customers down quite a bit from yesterday's high but still a lot hundreds of power crews from california idaho and washington helped to restore power overnight but pge says it'll take a while to assess the damage and to restore full power officials advise community members to stay away from all down power lines and utility lines not to drive over them either and if you see a down line be sure to notify the power company Well, that winter storm wreaked havoc and really slammed into coastal communities up and down the Oregon and Washington coastline. The Oregon State Police announced in a news release Tuesday afternoon that one person had been killed on Highway 26 when a tree fell into the roadway and struck a passing vehicle near milepost 16. A rock also fell, reportedly impacted northbound traffic on Highway 101 Monday evening near Cannon Beach and a crash blocked traffic completely on Highway 101 at the Yakina Bay Bridge Tuesday morning. Now, the National Weather Service issued a high surf warning for both days, warning of breaker waves expected to reach 20 feet Monday afternoon, 25 to 30 feet Tuesday. Well, the agency tweeted Tuesday afternoon that waves near the mouth of the Columbia River had jumped to 26 feet. And a buoy west of Newport reported a peak wave height of 30 feet just before noon. Strong winds were even clocked at gusts 75 miles an hour. It that, was wild on the coast. Have you been on that Equina Bay uh, bridge before? Oh, sure. <laughs> I, I would not be in that kind of a storm on the coast. I don't know that I would even be out in it. That's, uh, that's rough up there, yeah. Hey, Buffalo is set to emerge from a deep freeze today, bringing some relief, but also the tragic possibility of finding more victims amid the melting snow from the area's deadliest storm in decades. Officials said more than 30 people so far have been reported to have died because of the blizzard that raged Friday and Saturday in western New York, an area prone to powerful winter storms. While suburban roads and most major highways in the area reopened yesterday, there was still a driving ban in Buffalo, and state and military police have been assigned there to enforce it. Well, Tuesday did not bring relief to anxious air travelers stranded by a wave of cancellations that began last week as a major winter storm struck much of the continental U.S. Though the majority of cancellations at the Portland International Airport last week were from Alaska Airlines, Recent problems across the nation have now centered on Southwest Airlines. 
Now, according to FlightAware, Southwest Airlines canceled more than 2,500 flights on Tuesday. That is 63% of its flight load. And Southwest preemptively canceled an additional 3,300 flights for Wednesday and Thursday. More than 40 of those involve PDX. And in sports, Dan Lanning's Oregon Ducks face off against Mac Brown's North Carolina Tar Heels for the first time tonight at 5 on Fox in the Holiday Bowl at San Diego's Petco Park. On the line for the Ducks is a 10-win season and ending the year on a high note after a disappointing end to the regular season. An Oregon loss would mean losing three of their final four games in back-to-back seasons. The Ducks go into the game against the Tar Heels tonight, a two-touchdown favorite. I, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. Okay. I, you can't rule out old Mac Brown. All right. Well, we'll get an update tomorrow on the show. Well, today, December 28th, is the 400th anniversary to the day of St. Francis de Sales' death. Pope Francis released an apostolic letter on the great saint and doctor of the church. Now, the French saint was born in the castle of Sales in Savoy on August 21st, 1567, and died in Lyon on December 28, 1622. Now, Pope Francis says that his great insight was that of asking himself in every situation in life where the greatest love is to be found. He writes, on this anniversary of the fourth centenary of his death, I have given much thought to the legacy of St. Francis de Sales for our time. I find that his flexibility and his far-sighted vision have a much to say to us, partly by God's gift and partly thanks to his own character, but also by his steady cultivation of lived experience. Francis perceived clearly that the times were changing. Now, on his own, he might never have imagined that those changes represented so great an opportunity for the preaching of the gospel. The word of God that he loved from his youth now opened up before him new in unexpected horizons. The same task Pope Francis concludes says is waiting us in this, our own epical change. I got a great quote from St. Francis de Sales for you. And this, I just love this. Do not wish to be anything but what you are and to do that perfectly. Mm. Amen. Amen. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Wondering what you're going to do this Christmas, New Year's Eve? Well, why not spend it? St. Stephen's Catholic Church on December 31st at 6 p.m. is the New Year's Eve Vespers Potluck and game night. All are invited to join the St. Stephen community for Vespers, including the singing of the Te Deum for a plenary indulgence. After that, the event shifts to Carmody Hall for a potluck dinner and game night. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, things have calmed down weather-wise, but it's going to be soggy for the next few days. We'll update the weather and have a second cup after this. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. St. Paul tells us to pray always. Easy for him to say. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. But how are we to pray in the middle of a tense day at the office, while rushing to get the shopping done and get home, while picking up our kids and their friends for soccer? In his rule, St. Benedict has a suggestion for us. He took short Bible verses or other sayings such as, O oh God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Or, Lord, help. These short prayers are like darts, which are small and fly straight to their target. Since these prayers are short, we can pray them at any time with full intention. Thus, they too fly straight to God and reach their mark. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E MinuteMonk.com. So open your Bible, perhaps to the Psalms, and find those darts you can use through the day. And you too can be like St. Paul and pray always. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. 43 at Mater Day Radio, and we are drying out a little bit. Still an 80% chance of showers through tomorrow. A high today near 46, but that south-southwest wind dying down only 10 miles per hour compared to the 40 and 50 mile an hour winds we saw yesterday. Rain again tonight with a near 100% chance of precipitation. Low only about 41. High tomorrow headed up to 48, and we could see as much as a quarter to a half an inch more rain between <laughs> now and tomorrow as if we don't have enough i think the drought is over <laughs> i think we have made up for what we were lacking in december for sure currently it is 44 degrees at the saint vincent de paul center in vancouver and 42 at saint john the apostle parish in oregon city are you ready for a second cup of the morning glen here's david and brenda well, here is Patrick and Brenda for today's Second Cup. Patrick's been joining us well. David has been enjoying a little Christmas vacation. Patrick, you just said a minute ago, you've been drinking a whole lot more coffee since you've been filling in this morning. I haven't. It's that St. Drogo coffee from the grotto. They had this special blend of coffee, and I just put on a fresh pot because I knew we had the Second Cup coming up. <laughs> but, yeah, getting up at 4.30 in the morning will, will, at least for me, make me drink a little bit more coffee than I usually 
usually do. So I love it, though. One more cup of the jitters to get your day started (laughs) off right. Well, let's talk a little happiness today. Happiness. I met a priest once who loved coffee. He said coffee is the proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. I heard the same thing about bacon. I've heard that about a lot of things for sure. There isn't a thing that we have that isn't a gift from God. So I will say yes. That coffee is a a gift from God to just make that morning a little bit brighter. Uh, But happiness, it's kind of an idea that Pope Francis has been working on. In fact, in November of just this year, he wrote a book. In fact, it's titled, I Want You to Be Happy the Hundredfold in This Life. Well, the trick here is, though, it's all in Italian right now. So you would be spending a lot of time with your Google Translate window open trying to read this book. Hopefully sometime early in the year, it'll be available in uh, English translation. But what Pope Francis does is trying to get to the heart of what that means, to find happiness, but I think more importantly, real joy. You know, happiness, somebody had explained it to me, it comes from the word, uh, same word as happenstance. Right. So happiness kind of tends to be like what's in the moment, whereas Catholics, what we're trying to do is find real joy in our lives, even if we're not particularly happy at the moment. So I am somebody who has struggled through my life with with different bouts of, I guess, being unhappy mm-hmm. about circumstances. And uh, so this is this is a challenge for me from time to time. And I'll say when I feel like I'm doing the will of God, I'm happy. You know, it, yep. it almost feels easy, like that yoke is easy, if you will. And so I, I would say if you are looking for happiness, try to discern what the will of God is and do it. Oh, for sure. Because at least for me, that that's what I've found has worked. Right, because in your own mind, you know, and for some people, they look at maybe they're at a point in their life where they thought, I expected things to be so much different than where I am. Absolutely. And yet we're called to, well, kind of bloom where you're planted. This is the situation that you're in that doesn't mean that there isn't joy to be found through God. And uh, so Pope Francis recognizes in the very first chapter of this book, he talks about 15 steps that we can take to get towards that happiness. So, I'm writing down. Let, oh, let's there go. There we go. Well, we got just a few <laughs> minutes here. I don't know if we'll get through all 15, but uh, I'll, I'll, let's highlight some of these, uh, the great ones. This first one is very interesting. I wonder if this isn't a translation thing, but the quote says for the first tip, read inside yourself. And here's the explanation. Pope Francis explains that our life is the most precious book that has been given to us. And it is precisely within those pages that we can find the truth and happiness that we long and search for. In fact, the Pope cites St. Augustine who said, return to within yourself. Truth dwells in the inner man. He invites everyone, including himself, to read their own lives as journeys. Isn't that beautiful? And, And so when you think about that, kind of inside yourself, I mean, that's where God lies. He's inside all of us. The kingdom of heaven is right there at hand, certainly. And uh, if if Jesus himself is truth, then seeking that truth in ourself is, is looking for Christ, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you hear this next tip often, and does it really ring true to you? I've said this to my own children, too. And Pope Francis' second step says, remember that you are unique. In all of the history of the entire world, universe in all of creation 
there has never been a person on earth that's like you, right? And and I say to my own kids, you know, if you weren't here, the world would be vastly different. Not just our lives, but the world would be vastly different. And so that's a good reminder to go, yeah, you're unique. It's a wonderful life, right? It certainly <laughs> is. I have that recorded on my DVR. I have yet to watch it. That was my goal, I told David. So before he comes back next week, I better make sure I, I read that for sure. But uh, there is truth to that, though, that, uh, you know, you are unique. And in fact, even in our own station, we've been going through Call to be Gifted how unique all of our gifts are, but in this moment of time, how God has formed our team here at Mater Day Radio with all of these gifts. Boy, what we are able to provide. I hope that our listeners is, finds that to be a unique gift. And Father John Ricardo, whose show we have on at two in the afternoon, he talks about this. Not only are we unique in, we're unique in where we are and the time we That's are it. in because God picked us to be in this time. In this moment, right. right? And you think about here in Portland, too. We think about, you know, what's happening in our city. We're called to be here. Monterey Radio, more than 30 years ago, called to be here. So that way, at this moment in time, well, we'd be able to be on the air. All right. The next tip that Pope Francis talks about in his book, I want you to be happy the hundredfold in this life. Patrick, I think you and I would definitely have an easy time doing this one. Learn to laugh at yourself. <laughs> right in a world which is constantly pressuring us to be perfect pope francis recommends occasionally looking in the mirror laughing at yourself it'll do you a little good amen <laughs> amen i can i find that i can laugh at myself with all kinds of things and then i'll say things or do things and then i'll laugh and go what what was i thinking that is just craziness and so to be able to not take yourself so seriously I think is also a good uh, idea. Well, humility leads to to saintliness, I think. And if you, you know, laughing at yourself is a key to humility, I I, I think. And uh, I have a lot to laugh about. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And then just with time running out, I'll have one more to offer you. It says, live a healthy restlessness, a healthy restlessness. Now, the pontiff warns against becoming a Peter Pan who doesn't want to grow up and stays locked up in his room. Francis encourages us to live a healthy restlessness in our desires and intentions. And that restlessness, that will always push you to change, to never feel like you've arrived, right? It's a journey. And every day we think about our beloved Pope Benedict, you know, as he remains so ill at his age, he continued to write, to develop his thought, his sanctity. His life was a journey. That is definitely a journey that we can model. And it's a journey that goes beyond this plane. So we're we're on that, that journey home, if you will. And I, he's kind of nearing the next phase, right? Oh, for sure. And we will continue to pray for Pope Benedict in his time of need. And we hope you enjoyed today's Second Cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722.
please join me, Father Tony Galati, in the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at matradeiradio.com or check the prayer section of the new Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Dei Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio. 854 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 80% chance of showers through tomorrow. High this afternoon should bounce up to 46. The winds, though, only 10 miles per hour compared to yesterday. Tonight, more rain expected and a low of 41. And the new precipitation amounts could be between a quarter and a half inch between now and tomorrow. So more rain on the way. And here is Greg and Lizzie with Surrounded by Your Love. To close out this show today, it is the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Your heart is a rhythm that we march to. Not afraid of the valleys we are led through. In your love we are besieged. We go from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged
surrounded by your love. And that is Greg and Lizzie with Surrounded by Your Love. Day 59 at Mater Day Radio. And that's going to wrap it up for us on this Wednesday. Hurry back, David. <laughs> oh, I know you got to give you uh, give your body a break from all the additional caffeine you've been feeding it. This oh, week. lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I tend to. I've been hitting a lot of since I've been uh, since Christmas eating a lot of sweets. I've been hitting that candy corn dish that seems to <laughs> refill itself overnight every time. I cannot get to the bottom of that dish. Christmas candy corn. What that's, the what in the world? It's okay. good though. I don't mind. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It's Wednesday. That means. Well, you're going to be listening to Blazing the Trail with Miriam Marston at 730, but you can catch the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app. Have a blessed day.